You're listening to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller on philliesnation.com. You are listening to a bonus episode of the Phillies Nation podcast. Um, we're recording this Saturday around noon because the Phillies have uh, reportedly re-signed Didi Gregorius to a two-year $20 million deal as reported by um, Jason Stark and Ken Rosenthal of The Athletic. Uh, this For this episode, I'm, I'm joined by Phillies Nation Deputy Editorial Director Destiny Legardo. Destiny, what, what are your initial takes on, on the signing? I think back to that Sunday in December when the rumors came out that the Phillies were shopping Zach Wheeler and just how down this fan base is and just the the vibe around the team just wasn't good. And then a few weeks later, they hired Dave Dombrowski and then everything changed after that. And I talked about it the last time I came on the podcast. They lucked into a very good offseason. And here we are. JT's back. DD's back. What's next? They could still make some moves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is a crazy kind of uh, turn of events. Like you said, it does, it definitely seems like if they, if they hired anyone else, maybe not anyone else, but if they, like, if they went and hired, like if they were able to pull like Eric Neander from, from the Rays or someone, you know, one of those smarter hires as, as I guess some people would call it, it feels like that might not have led to them spending not not like against any of those guys I just think that Middleton just like trust I I don't know what exactly happened I just feel like Dombrowski really talked (laughs) Middleton into being willing to spend money um and I I really do believe that like he's one of the only guys that like like if they didn't bring him on board I don't think they would be spending money like they have but they have and and they're they're you know they're one of the biggest spending teams in baseball we can talk all about how you know maybe they, they should be spending more and all that, which they should, but, um, you know, you look at the state of baseball right now and, and, you know, the Rockies are, are giving a team, giving the Cardinals $50 million to take on their hall of fame third baseman. It's, it's, um, it's absurd. So it's definitely good to see the Phillies spending money. Um, and I think, you know, their, their roster is pretty similar to last year, except the bullpen on paper at least looks better. I don't think it could in any way be worse, like no matter what they did, because, um, just of how awful it was, but um, yeah, it, it has been quite quite a turnaround um, in in the span of what two months, less than that. Um, yeah, yeah. So so um, you know they 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 resigned Real Muto, they resigned Edu Gregorius. Um, elsewhere in the division, the 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 Braves have um, you know they 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 signed a couple starters at the beginning of the offseason but they they're missing their their maybe their biggest bat from last year Marcelo Zuna who knows what happens there um, the Mets obviously got a lot better they're pretty much adding um, you know they're, they're adding Lindor they're, they're adding it, you could say three starters because no one was healthy last year um, so so what is your take on you know where the Phillies stand in the division now that we know you know they're running it back to an extent and and have made some some touches to the bullpen as well I think they're a third place team and I think they're a lot better than the Nationals I I think people are crediting the Nationals rotation a little bit more than than they deserve it's it's getting there in age Um, I'm not too convinced of the improvements they made 
I don't think they're better than the Mets, but we always talk about, you know, the Mets just somehow seem to stumble into and yeah, even if their team is so good, I mean, we could talk about what happened with Steve Cohen. You know, that's not really, that's <laughs> that, not really. That big could be a whole it. separate, we could do a two hour long yeah. episode on whatever happened there. Yeah. And we could talk about capitalism and whatnot, but, <laughs> um, and I don't even, I don't know how much better the Braves are than the Phillies. Like I, I know they, they won the division and they went to the NLCS and Freddie Friedman's is, is incredible, but if they don't, uh, sign a replacement for Marcelo Zuna. What are they doing? And you know, giving Drew Smiley all that money, I just I just don't see how it works out over a 162 game season. And then there's questions about you know is Charlie Morton going to the last at his age? So I'm not I'm not too. I mean, maybe I'm just being a little optimistic because these moves are so recent. But the Phillies have a chance and. If there is an expanded playoffs, if there's seven teams from the National League going in, I, at this point, I would guarantee the Phillies will make it. Yeah, and I think like it's important to point out too, like the, the NL Central is awful. Like, the Cardinals might have just gotten Nolan Arenado, and and they're probably the best team in the division. But that's that that division's terrible. Um, you know, the West has obviously the Dodgers and the Padres and the east and the west just got worse because no one arenado's out right exactly so so like even even if the phillies are you know well behind one of the one of the braves and mets they they could still in 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 the current playoff system could still um make a run i i do think the braves are just they're really good um their lineup is ridiculous they like even if even if things don't work out with Morton and Smiley, which who knows, like maybe one of them does, one of them doesn't. Um, the rest of that rotation is still, uh, it's been, it was really good last year, and it's it's improving, and and um, they'll have Soroka back from injury and, and all that. Um, so I, I don't think the Phillies are better than like you said. I think they're the third best team in the division. Um, like who knows like they're at least giving themselves a chance and and like we've talked about on this podcast like i feel like it's it's probably a discussion point every week like when when you have um bryce harper and zach wheeler and aaron nola and and reese hoskins like the the best you can do is is to to try to sign good players to put around them and and the phillies have done that um so yeah i mean there's there's definitely plenty for for plenty of optimism to be had for phillies fans um, right now and, and Didi Gregorius uh, not only on the field off the field seems like an awesome guy for the clubhouse um, looking forward to seeing his tweets and, and all that during the season um, and like yeah I, th- I think another another thing to, to consider too is is last year the Phillies you know for, for the first three or four weeks of the season they didn't have Alec Boehm um, they didn't have I, I know Spencer Howard didn't make really any contribution but who knows maybe he makes a contribution maybe Scott Kingery or Adam Hazley, one of those guys steps up. Like a lot went wrong for the Phillies last year. Reese Hoskins was hurt for the last two or three weeks of the season. That that tanked them. Um, you know, JT, JT was, was also hurt. hurt yeah. yeah, he was hurt. Uh, so a lot, like I, Bryce Harper much, was hurt. Like yeah. so much went wrong for this team in September. Yeah. You know, you could say a lot went wrong for the Braves with their rotation, right. and they still happened to win the division. But yeah. you, you never know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, a couple things go right. I, I I do think this could be a. I think it would take a lot for them to win the the division, just because um, you have two really strong teams in front of them. Um, but definitely, like, 
a, a playoff caliber team. And, and really it's, it's really these next two or three years, their, their window is, is now. So their payroll after this signing um, is around 193 million against the luxury tax. Uh, the last year they spent 204 million. Again, I don't, I don't really know if they're going to reach that number again. If they were to, what additional moves would you like to see them make to, to fill out their roster? That's interesting because they just signed Matt Moore to a major league deal for $3 million. So I would assume that he would start in the back of the rotation. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, I don't know if they sign another piece for the rotation. Rick Porcello could be out there. You know, Cole Hamels is still out there, but you don't really know how reliable those guys are and if they're worth the money. Um, a couple of bullpen acquisitions would be great for this team. I know the Yankees signed Darren O'Day and the Phillies were in on him. So they're still looking for guys out there. I think Shane Greve would be a really good acquisition. We talked about Jose Alvarez. There's a lot of good bullpen arms out there. And, you know, the bullpen's a lot better with Archie Bradley there um, and Jose Alvarado and maybe Sam Kurod. But um, they could they could add a little bit more. It'll be a yeah. lot better than it was in 2020. But there's still room for improvement. And considering the fact that they're going into an 162-game season after that, that 60-game season, they're going to need depth. And they don't have a lot of it. So I, I think Dombrowski, you know, should call Middleton and be like, you need a couple more arms. How much yeah. money do you have? Yeah, I mean, right now, as it stands now, and, and you know, Connor Brogdon was, he was fantastic at the end of last season. And Jojo Romero had a nice stretch and then he struggled a little bit. But right now, those are probably their their fourth, fifth guy in the bullpen. And they're going to be, as of now, they're going to be depending on them. Maybe they could, maybe maybe they, they get away with, with that maybe you know Brogdon is what he showed in late September but like you said um it's a it's a long season and and you need depth you need you know some guys are going to work out some guys aren't going to work out some people are going to get injured um which we we saw two years ago when when the Phillies bullpen got absolutely decimated so um yeah depth signings I know uh Tim really likes to talk about Blake Parker I agree with that like like yeah guys even guys on one or two million dollar deals that you know, like, all right, they're going to have an ERA around four, but, like, that's fine. You know, just a couple of those guys on board, you need that depth. Um, hey, I would go right now and sign Brad Miller, even if you think there's no DH. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. I, I think they they lack right now, um, you know, a bench bat, that like a bigger bench bat, especially – you know, you don't know how many games Andrew McCutcheon is going to play. Like, if there is a DH, then he's – going to DH a lot if there's not a DH is he really going to play left field even in like 145 games maybe um but he based on last year I would I would lean towards no um so you know I, I would say like a Jay Bruce type but not Jay Bruce because of how unreliable he has been um but yeah maybe like a, a Brad Miller obviously um I think everyone at Phillies Nation has has been yes uh, you know calling for the team to sign Brad Miller because um, of, of how, you know, ridiculous he is. And, um, you know, he's, he's pretty fun to watch too, but. Um, and, and I would yeah. do it right now because he could be a little cheaper if that DH rule isn't in place. You right. Know, and then once yeah. they agree to it, his value could go up a little bit. Right. I, I believe when he was in St. Louis, he was mostly used as a DH if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think that's right. Um and and yeah, 
I, I guess they could use him in, in the field at spots. But um, one last thing that I, I think we should talk about, um, kind of kind of directly related to the the Gregorius signing. So obviously he's going to play shortstop for the next two years. Um, so like the implications this has on the rest of the team. First of all, Bryson Stott probably. I mean, who knows? We probably won't see him this year. Um, I, I don't know if we were going to see him regardless, but you know, unless he's absolutely tearing it up in in who we'll see where he starts, maybe double A. Um, might not see him next year either. Uh, who knows? Maybe he becomes a third baseman and, and Alec Boehm DHs or, or, you know, he goes to second base, whatever. Maybe we do see him, but um, it definitely kind of takes the pressure off of the Phillies having to bring him up right away. Um, another uh, uh, thing, the there's a huge shortstop class next year. Um, and I think we've talked about are the Phillies going to be in on any of those guys? I think now we can lean towards no. Um, obviously, it could change. Maybe Gregorius has a bad year and, and it, it nudges the Phillies in that direction a little bit. Um, but, I, I mean, could you, especially after giving Real Muto the, the five-year deal, like they have three really big contracts um, on the books right now. I, I can't see them really giving anyone, you know, a, a nine-figure contract next offseason. Can you? Yeah, I'll preface my answer by giving you guys a, a not shamed a not shameful plug I wrote a piece on Phillies Nation um, looking at what players could be on the roster in 2025 the last season of JT Real Muto's contract and they have some decisions to make in 2023 when Aaron Nola's contract is up and when Reese Hoskins's contract is up they have three contracts on the books that are slightly over 75 million dollars so I believe you know it's nice if the Phillies would window shop the shortstop class next year and kind of have their name around some of the guys, but I really don't see them spending big money on a shortstop, especially, you know, committing those two years to D.D. Gregorius because at some point you just, you have your core and you have so many guys locked up for so many years that you kind of have to start building around the edges. So I, I, I don't know if going after a shortstop would be the best way to build the team to, you know, kind of have that window open for as many years as you can, because at some point you're just kind of going to run out of space on the payroll and you're going to have to pay Nola if you want to keep him and if you want to keep Hoskins, which, you know, that could be a decision that, you know, if you keep Nola, you might not keep Hoskins. If you keep Hoskins, you might not keep Nola. So you have to keep all those decisions in mind when you think about the shortstop class. So, yeah, like what I said, they're going to they're going to window shop some guys, maybe, you know, Carlos Correa could move the third and then they move Alec Bohm to first and then they trade like all these things could happen but I really I really don't see the Phillies signing one of those big shortstops next season yeah yeah I mean the only I guess the only argument is they do have a little bit of money coming off the books um you know Andrew McCutcheon will be gone Odubel Herrera's contract will be up but um I I do agree um especially with those those players who are are going to hit free agency like you said Hoskins and Nola um, in a couple of years. Uh, and, and then one, one last uh, right now implication of, of the signing, um, Gene Segura is going to play second base. One would assume he was really, really good there last year. And you would imagine it's right now a, a Scott Kingery and Adam Hazley platoon in center field. I don't, uh, Jason Stark mentioned they are not currently in the, in the market for a center fielder. Um, I, I think that probably makes sense. I think any other signings or trades they make will be um, to bolster uh, their pitching staff. 
So I, I think it's going to be down to those guys. And, and like we talked about at the top of the pod, like, um, you know, who knows if one of those guys steps up or, or, you know, they were both pretty bad last year. So, um, you know, maybe it starts as a platoon and, and one of them steps up, maybe neither of them do, but that, that does kind of feel like the weakest spot, uh, on the field and, and kind of where, um, those two will play. Yeah. It makes me go back to the decision to extend Odubel Herrera. If they never done that, his money would be off the books right now. Um, I believe yeah. it's it's ten million on 10, the yeah. payroll and then six ish on the luxury tax. So if that money wasn't there, you know they could trade for a Kiermaier yeah. or sign a Jackie Bradley Jr. But you know that's that's kind of the consequence of the decision you make. And then just you know what happened with Odubel, like right. the team can't control that. That's that's a a personal matter. But yeah, that that seems to be the weak spot of this team. Dombrowski would probably love to address it, but they have some internal options and they, they're hoping to get more production out of Hazley and Quinn and Moniak and King. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you just have, you have too many options. So it, it might not even make sense to, to go after a center field. If, if you know, all those guys yeah. are still on the roster. Right. If you, if you believe too, that one of them could, could break out, but, but I, I also, I also do think like you look at those four guys that you just listed and um, like, is is Roman Quinn your fourth out like are those guys your fourth outfielders like I, I do think like we talked about that they, they need a, a bench bat whether it's a, a Brad Miller or someone else um but yeah I, I think that will do it for this episode actually the- hold on I I think yeah what I should say before we leave um John Heyman initially reported that the Phillies also traded Cole Irvin to the Oakland A's um he didn't mention what the return was but Todd Zalecki just tweeted out that they are receiving cash and Essentially, Cole Irving was on the 40-man roster. They need to free up a few spots for JT. I think they they designated Ian Hamilton for assignment to get JT on the roster. That spot for Cole Irving can open up for either Matt Moore, who you know we mentioned they signed him yesterday to a major league contract, and they'll need another spot for for DD on that 40-man roster. So just a minor trade to to go along with the DD signing. Um, last night, I don't know if you saw that. Didi DeGroyus on Twitter tweeted a, a <laughs> gift from Dumb and Dumber and a lot of people um I, I never watched Dumb and Dumber so I, I can't tell you like what the characters are sorry um but they were they were high-fiving and a lot of people were speculating that something was going on he deleted it right away so perhaps they had a deal last night and it's being reported now um Bob Nightingale also reported that there are some deferrals in Didi Gregorius's deal we don't know how much money is being deferred but they deferred some money in JT's contract I believe Dave Dave Dombrowski said hey you have a chance to to win this year maybe you're worried about cash flow well you haven't deferred any money over any of the contracts you signed before so why not do that now do it only this year so that you're not the Washington Nationals and you have a 30 million cap hit that one year which is absolutely ridiculous so that that seems to be that seems to be their strategy um to deal with some of the the hits they took from the pandemic is to defer some money and i honestly i don't really have a problem with it yeah yeah i mean especially since since you said it's it's like um it's it's just this year it doesn't seem like like they're not deferring any of the other money and like later in the contracts or at least for for real muta's contract it's just you know we don't know what kind of money we're going to bring in this year. So let's defer a little bit and then hopefully next year things are 
back to normal, quote unquote. But yeah, yeah uh, that that will do it for the this episode of the Phillies Nation podcast. Um, we'll be back with another one this Wednesday. Um, yeah, thanks everyone for yeah. listening. You can listen to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller every Wednesday and always stay up to date with Philadelphia Phillies news on philliesnation.com.